I got off stage, me and my missus were in a hotel in the city in Sydney and we're laying the next morning and she goes, I'm very proud of you, 400 people last night. I was like, I, I can't believe what just happened. I was so, so nervous. And she goes, how do you feel? I was like, I, I think I want to quit real estate. <laughs> Welcome to Woke Wogs. I'm your host and resident Wog, Jihara Volpe, here to navigate and facilitate conversations with the Wogs within my community that inspire me and hopefully you too. Now, if you're not familiar or not familiar <laughs> with the term Wog, it's a racial slur aimed at Southern European immigrants in Australia back in the day that has now been reclaimed and is celebrated as an identity affirming label. With that said, I want to draw attention to the ill use of this word still throughout the United Kingdom towards people from the East Indies, parts of Asia and North Africa. I want to pay my deepest respects and understandings to what the mention of it may bring up in you. Now for some quick self-advertisement. Do you have an event coming up and need an MC to make it a moment to remember? Well, that's what I do. I curate the optimal flow to any type of event and connect audiences to the messages that organizers are yearning to convey. Salt, great. Just DM me at the link attached and I can't wait to get involved. All right, in this episode, we stitch while you need to go all in, plug the importance of doing what comes natural, and then wrap how my cousin Vlad went from losing it in real estate to finding his way in comedy by simply being his ethnic self. Get ready to lose it because this one is a pisser. Podcaster. Stand-up comedian, mm -hmm. the world's official immaculation. The first official. The first yeah, official, first, first yeah, ever. There hasn't been a second yet. Oh, yeah. you broke through. Broke through, yeah. And lastly, the the guy that has made me and my family lose it, all yeah. of lockdown and still today with your real reels, it is none other than my cousin Vlag. Welcome to Thanks the podcast. Thanks for having me, brother. Thank Bro. you. Craig Wogs, is this the name of the podcast? That's the name of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> bro, you haven't released it. Yeah, you're gonna get cancelled. <laughs> no, nah, it's out there, bro. It's, it's out, out there. there. You got you know this, bro. You gotta put things out there that are clickbaity, that attract yeah. people and whatnot. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, that word woke has such a uh, now it's got this negative connotation to it and oh, whatnot. For sure, yeah, yeah. So I thought I would attach it. Uh, to the word wog, because I know that wogs, even us calling yeah. ourselves wogs, we just take the piss out of ourselves. For right? sure, for sure, yeah. And then I thought I'd remix it with actual wogs that are doing sick shit in the world that I want their minds to get out there, but also pop the balloon with the name as well. It's great. It's a good name. Yeah. I wish I thought of that. That's fucking great. Thanks, Wog bro. Wogs. You're yeah. still in? You're still going to stay and do the podcast? Uh, yeah, I'm staying in. <sighs> i got a segment in my podcast that I came up with that I've, because you said you're in preventative mental health. Yep. A friend of mine's in positive mental health, psychology, positive psychology. Yeah. And he goes around teaching like people from Westpac to like, you know, make sure you click in on time and send the email and be happy while you do it and stuff like that. That's what he does, right? They're all miserable and they don't want to work there. <laughs> but he keeps them staying there, right? Yeah. This is, you know, paraphrasing here. But he comes onto my podcast and he's got mad advice and we called the segment MDMA with John Anthony. MDMA with John Anthony. MDMA. Is, that, is that an acronym for something? Yes, yeah, 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 it's yeah. a modern-day mind advice. Dude. Yeah, so that's a good one, huh? That's bad. It's catchy, man. Yeah, I thought when I said it to him, he goes, bro, that's excellent. So, I mean, we haven't done an episode yet, so we'll, we've done one, but it wasn't MDMA. It was just <laughs> interviewing him. So one day at Evolve, we probably will have to take MDMA pills and see how that goes. Man, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, that be that is positive psychology right there. <laughs> yeah, right. It's fully been legalised recently as well. So, man, there could be a segment there. Yeah. Is it being legalised? Yeah. Yeah, well, for, for therapy and whatnot. So okay. uh, mushrooms and MDMA is being legalised for, for yeah, that sort of type of therapy for people to go through PTSD yeah. and traumas and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, we probably need it these days, bro. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's better than Jim Beam and, and Coke, you know, yeah. it's not working. Well, this yeah. is the thing, man. Like we were talking downstairs and the one thing that I was most excited to get you on this wogcast for was to understand your story <laughs> because you are the Immaculate Agent. Yeah. And we were talking downstairs about your kind of journey into this realm of comedy or yeah. being like an influencer, whatever you want to call yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. I want to know it, bro. Like you are a real estate agent or were, yeah? Yeah, yeah, for sure I was. So I was for for X amount. Of, I'm not going to say it because keep the age elusive. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm like a middle-aged woman, you know. No, one, no one's going to ever find the age or the eyes. They're that's better it, review. bro. We couldn't yeah. get that on this couch. That's it. So that's for the misses only. And <clears throat> so I keep that but I was like say in my 20s and early 30s, give you a hint, right. So I was an agent for, for some time. But then this happened and I, I just quit real estate pretty much in uh, just before I did the show in Melbourne. Real? Yeah, yeah. So you were there for my first show. I was there, man. As you know, shout out to Paris who put those shows on. Love you, legend of a bloke, mm. and and dragged me kicking and screaming down the mill, but I didn't think it would work. But five sold-out nights, which was it's incredible, blown man. away, yeah. You just started pulling up in your car, mm. ranting with just the ran. glasses on. Yeah, yeah. And it was genuine, bro. Like every story within reason, it's like you're not going to fact-check it now. Don't go try to fact-check me. But within reason, <laughs> that happened to me. You know, yeah. and then I would just sit down in the car and I'll go, oh, this tenant did my head in. This one, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna talk about it, right? Mm. And like one of them with the cavoodle, with the labradoodle that jumped on me. That's a true story. Bullshit. Yeah. So I t one of the first videos was I called this guy and I go, I'm coming over at six. He goes, You're right with dogs. I go, Yeah, I'm fine. He goes, All right, I got a dog. No worries. So I got there. He opens the front door and this huge labradoodle like bounded at me and then jumped up onto my chest. And I was like, what's going on, bro? The suit was fresh, this, that. <laughs> and he goes, oh, sorry, that's the dog I was telling you about. I go, what? He goes, I can't control it. And I go, what dog is it? He goes, it's a, it's a Labradoodle. It's a half Labrador, half Poodle. And I go, of course you can't control it. That's what you get when you blend a dog that leads the blind with a dog that leads the rich. <laughs> Man. <laughs> But what? The, so you that happens here. You that got, was the first like punchline, bro. I was like, but, and that wasn't even like I told the poor bloke. Yeah, his name was James. Yeah, and I go to him, James. That's is a you know one for the blind and one for the rich people. St Kilda when they walk on the beach, you know him. Yeah, I know. I'm so <laughs> you blend that, it's catastrophe. <laughs> but wait, so all right, so that happens here. You jump in your car. Are the glasses just sitting there? So the glass. Okay, everyone wants to know about these. The these are called the wrappers, right? Because I used to wrap the sails, these wrap around your head. <laughs> so put the suit on, right? I get out every morning. One, I used to have like smug glasses, Gucci, you know, with the G on the GG yeah. on the side. I used to have Gucci because I thought it'd bring me more sales. Just people didn't like me as much when you wear the Gucci, mm -hmm. right? So they go, all right, you're smug, this, that. They didn't know I was living with my mum at that point. Yeah. So you that's the whole thing about the smug movement. But one day I forgot the Gucci's and I had these on because I, I used to wear these when I went running in the forest and cycling. True story. Really? It's a little forest near where I live mm. and I like to run in peace because I don't want to see heads anywhere. I don't go to the gym to look at, you know, dim chair, off chair, board chair, blago chair, squatting in steel cap boots in the morning. I don't like that. I like to go like your house basically. <laughs> <laughs> where the weeds doth grow, you know. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like, for those of you that, that that aren't watching the video on this, there mm. is fucking plants everywhere in my house. He lives in a tree. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like a Disney movie. <laughs> right, it is, bro. It is. It's I told yeah, Paris, I go, fuck, man. Like, I'm half excited and half scared because I know when I sit down with Vlad, he's going to take me apart in the best way. <laughs> this is therapy for me, man. I do like it. You do get a lot of oxygen in here. So you're, <laughs> you're naturally maybe a little bit more pumped up than a regular man. But so then I had these glasses, I put them on. And I was driving, I go, fucking the vision of these is better than the than the like Gucci frame. I love these. So I just started rocking these. I lost the Gucci glasses mm -hmm. somewhere. I just started rocking these. And I go, everyone's going, you look like an idiot in a suit with hair flickering, tanned, shredded, this, that, with the glasses. I was like, I don't care, bro. Like I go for a run in the morning, I put the suit on, I put the glasses on. I'm just going to roll with this. So I run for about a month or whatever. And then one day I had the shits with this buyer. Took, he took 20, 30 minutes, wasn't on time. It's four in the other. I still remember it was August 2018 or 2018, August 2018. And I, I went on my camera. I was on Instagram. I was on the, the dock, on the hatch, latch. What do you call it, that thing on the window? Like uh, the yeah, cradle the, thing. Yeah, the, the thing where you put your phone so you don't touch it when you're yeah, driving. Yeah, yeah. No one knows the name of that. Yeah, right? I don't think they do. Yeah, the, the hatch, the latch. No, nah. it's it's not even the that. holder. The that's, holder. That, that's as far as phone holder. Yeah, 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 it's probably that's, that's probably it. Yeah. yeah. So 
I put it there and I just went, where the hell is this buyer? I'm going to lose it. The market's crashing. I bought a new Audi. I just got a daughter. Uh, and uh, I'm in a brand new suit and people are cancelling on me left, right and centres. I put that video up on my private channel mm-hmm. and people go, this, this is funny, bro. This guy is hilarious. And they go, this guy. I was like, what are you talking about? It's me. I'm frustrated at the buy. They go, bro, that's such a funny little sketch you did. Do another one. And about a week later, I did another one, a follow-up to it. And that had even more of my friends inboxing me, which they never do. They never inbox me because I never used to put up any comedy. And then they were like, dude, you got to start a channel with this. And about a month later, I just go, maybe I will start a channel and just rant about my real estate issues. And I called it my cousin Vlad. Firstly, my name's Vlad for anyone that's watching. Yeah. Secondly, I have a cousin Vlad as well that was telling me stories about his cafe and he thought he was the the biggest legend ever this bloke thought he was like he came from macedonia bought a cafe over here bought a 1998 7 series beamer used to tell everyone that he's got a beamer never state the year of it right and he used to always go i'm killing it the beamer's parked at the front it gets washed weekly the cafe is booming just big boasting right Mm. and i used and i wanted to start a channel of just stories from him just like Actually, my cousin Vlad's stories. Yeah, you, you parroting them. I was, yes. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. just going to be like the storyteller of his stories. But then I started with a few of his stories before I got to the Cavuto one. And then, bro, people were just like, hey, Vlad, I like your channel and following me organically. Yeah. So within the first couple of weeks, I had a couple hundred followers. And I was like, this is all organic, right? So people were sharing me, mm. telling their mates, whatever. And I was like, maybe I'm... Just going to run with Vlad as, as me, even if I put my cousin at the start. It's not about him. I could have just called him Vlad, you mm. know, but it just stuck. It was just all organic, bro. So I let it run with my cousin Vlad and that's it. And then when people seen me, they'd be like, you're my cousin Vlad. Yeah. And that kind of made people go, bro, have you seen my cousin Vlad? And then later, like a year later, oh, I was yeah. like, Jesus, that worked. That works, man. I didn't even fucking jerry yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. My, I watched my, my cousin Vlad. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, and everyone's yeah, like, yeah. Who, who's your cousin Vlad, right? So it's, it, it was all organic, man. There's nothing was contrived. Like nothing. Fuck, man. Not the sunnies, not the suit, not the car, not the story. Every single thing was happening in real time. And just I filmed it. This is comedy at its best. You're telling real stories and you're amplifying it and then delivering a point or a punchline. Yeah. So this thing starts to build momentum. And again, like yeah. as you're talking, like I'm having like a parallel story of when my brother, I remember he was in his kitchen around the corner from me and goes, bro, you got to watch my cousin Vlad. Yeah. Like who is this cunt? He shows me <laughs> it. We start laughing. We start like parroting you. We're like, I'm going to lose that. Yeah. yeah. yeah and even yeah. my family in that. My Who's going to lose bro, it? Bro, my yeah. little sister, she goes, I lost that. And we just start going yeah. off. Yeah. Every week though, through lockdown, he goes, bro, yeah. do you see the next thing that he just dropped? We'd watch it. We'd lose it. Your yeah. stories, this, that. And so we were with you as it was building up. I remember he showed me only a it's couple early, of man. thousand maybe even yeah, when he max. started falling you. Yeah, it would have been about maybe like three or four thousand, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And so you got this momentum, mm. you're getting all this feedback. Mm. Then what? Like at what point were you like, this is this is becoming something Yeah. and I'm loving it? Well, I truly hum- I stayed humble, bro. Like let's say I started at the end of 2018, started 2019. I didn't – it didn't mean – I didn't consider it to be anything of value except for it was giving me like a lot of um, positive reinforcement Mm. for myself. For the first time in my life, I felt I got some for for, for people, right? Because prior to this, everyone knows of that list of my podcasts, I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, right? So that's why you saw the song Shred Sheeran. I didn't, I'm not guessing my way through those melodies. No, you know, you know you're I'm ripping in with the vocals of Perfect, the voice of an angel, head only a mother could love. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't make it in music because no one wants to see this singing, you know, but with the glasses and the suit, I could just make it anyway. So I was like, it was just always bombing, bombing, bombing with music, bro. And I tried hard for 12 years. I tried 12 really, years really hard. you put it in. Real hard. Like that, I've written. Over a thousand songs, like truly on on Logic Pro X. I have a thousand songs. Right? I've released, I don't know, maybe thirty or whatever, but it's still like three albums worth of tracks. Pretty amazing, dude. Toured to Melbourne, never like took off. It just never would take off, right? Mm. How many wogs do you know in the Australian music scene? 
None. Yeah. They don't. Anthony Kalia, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Anthony Kalia, and he went on, what did he go? Australian Australia's Got Idol. Talent? Australian Idol. Australian Idol, right? Yeah, yeah. He's not going to get on there now. He feels down at Carlton <laughs> Pub trying to sing on a Tuesday night. It's not going to work for him or Brunswick, wherever the hipsters go here. I don't know. Fitzroy. <laughs> we used to stay in Fitzroy with the hipsters. It just doesn't look. <laughs> This wog musician once goes to me and goes, bro, they're not going to let you in in this country. Bro. And what, what, were you, you were singing uh, like pop rock, pop, pop rock, pop rock, okay, like arcade cool. fire, that kind of style, like kind of. So you went on this journey. You, yeah. you tried to like, I ah, guess, yeah. achieve your dream of being a musician. I and wanted to do what I'm scene. doing now, but music. Yeah. 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 Performing and for the people. And then, yes. I don't want to use the word, but was there a point where you're like, fuck, I need to like get a real job or. Yeah. Kind of sell out to the Wog's safety net, which is real estate. Yes, like every that's right. Wog I know that doesn't do what they wanted to do, they become a real estate agent. Yeah, yeah. and they milk it. They yeah, make yeah, amazing sure. money, but there's sort of a feeling of like Not that's what I them. had to do. Majority are on Kmart wages, but they look like they're you know <laughs> yeah. they're killing it. Everyone that owns an office will piss in your pocket and tell you, tell you that it's you know raining, mm. but it's like bro, you are you are what you are. I am what I am. You're not everyone's a real estate guy. Or girl, right? Or they or them or whatever, right? So it's like you are what you are. Some people are built to build. Some people are built to talk shit like me. Some people are built to talk shit in a certain real estate like forever. I did all right in real estate because rap stitch plug, like it's a talking game. Mm. So that's kind of my thing. I'm good at talking. I could sit down, I'll list your property, I'll sell the property. No issue with it. But what I had an issue with in real estate was it's not creative, it's a just sales. Like right now I'm trying to sell tickets. It's the least creative thing in, in comparison to when I'm podcasting, writing videos, making film clips. That's super creative, that shit. That's what mm -hmm. I'm good at. But with the sales side of stuff, you got to kind of lose all creativity and got to be like a dog on the rabbit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's tiring to creative people. Mm -hmm. Creative people want to be creative. So that was, the, that was the point in the career where I was like, ah. Uh. But when it came to music, I did work in real estate part. I was working real estate and doing music, right? And my old man once told me, he goes, you can't carry two watermelons under the one armpit. Hmm. You're going to drop one. You just got to gotta go with what you want, you know? And it was music. So I would, I would quit real estate for six months to a year. I'd go full down the music path. I'd have savings. Six months later, the savings are gone. The missus is gone. You brought 600 bucks in this month. What are you doing? So I had to become a courier. I'll be a courier driver, like miserable. This is the worst job in the world. It's worse than real estate. Get Become a courier driver. Then about three or four months later, you go, oh, I've got to get back into real estate, back to the safety net. Mm. You've got to get back because you can't make 30 grand a year. You've got to make, mm. you've got to make 80, 100 grand when you're younger. You know, it's like. I just got married and stuff like that. So my missus was studying. She had like a lot of patience. She's seeing me like sweating at night time trying to make something of myself. And then the band broke up in when my daughter was born, 2017. And and I didn't get upset. Is the mm. it's like kismet, you know, like divine intervention. Mm. Every time a person in my band left over the past 12 years, it'll be like the worst news on earth. John's leaving the band, the drummer. He's leaving. Oh, my God, bro. We're not going to make it. I need to find another fucking drummer now. I've got to rehearse these people. They've got to learn 15 songs. It was just tragedy all the time. This time when the band broke up, three guys left all at once. So just left me and my best mate. And when they, when they text me, they, go, they text me. They go, we quit. I call my mate, I go, hey, bro, did you get that text? He goes, yeah. I go, man, I just want to let you know I'm not putting the band back together. And he was shocked. What? What are you talking about? Because he's so used to me like working like a dog to keep shit together. So I was like, nah, I don't want to. I'm over it. I'm done with this, right? I'm having a daughter in a couple months' time. I'm psyched on that. So that, my wife being pregnant made me just feel like I could stand on my own two feet. I've got a bigger project coming mm. up, right? So quit, enjoyed being a dad for about a year, just loved it, put my all into it. All I did was run, surf, hang out with my missus and my kid. Mm. I loved it, bro. It was like this first time in 12 years where I used to come home and just be happy to kiss my daughter and go to bed. It was so holistic for me, truly. Mm. 
And then Vlad came along. <laughs> when I let go of everything, like I let go of the aspirations to be Bono from U2, I let go of um, trying to keep a band together of people that were pulling in different directions, I let it all go and I was like, be happy, bro. I was still writing music for mm. myself and I loved the tunes that I was writing by myself that didn't have to make sure you're happy with them or make sure he's happy with them. I was just writing for me, right, showing my missus. And it was just so organic, man. I, was, I loved my life and then Vlad came along, bro. And even when Vlad came along, I didn't like pounce at it. It's almost like well, this is fun, bro. People are liking what I'm doing. I'll just do some sketches one day at a time. Mm. Paris was literally the first guy to kind of to come to me and go, let's put on shows, bro. Like he was, he was the guy. I was already thinking about it, but I, I was like, oh, I was thinking about coming to Melbourne. He's going, let me look after it. Trust me, it's going to go well for you. Bang, and, and it worked out. Mm. So it, it did. Like I trusted him and I was blown away. Like, fuck, the first two shows sold in 24 hours, bro. And then COVID hit. So we had to, we had to stall them for a year. Those shows, because mm. you guys were locked in by that's it, Daniel that's John. It, that's it. That's Daniel John takes a sip of the tea after that one. <laughs> <laughs> that rock star, man, dude. Like, there's so much in that. Fuck. There is. A, that's 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 what exactly what happened, bro. Yeah, it's a values game, though, isn't it? In what respect? What do you mean? You valued your creative expression. Mm. That's what drove you. And, man, like hats mm. off because there's mm. one thing to say I want to do something. Yeah. There's the other thing to really fucking do it mm. and it not be a case of whether you try it hard enough or not. Like you put it yeah. all in. And through having a beautiful daughter, mm. well, the values have changed. Absolutely. Like that now yeah. hits the peak. Of course, your wife was always there with you and she yeah. she valued you, you know, fulfilling your purpose. But as you said, like, mm. no, nah, my purpose has changed. This is, my, this is the, the mm. peak state of my creativity. This is me. If you cut it back to the core of who you are naturally, you'll find a path, right? My natural core wasn't to go to like a party and, and sing to people. I would always be the one telling jokes mm. from a kid. So always, always. I was super creative on guitar and piano and all of that stuff, but I was even more creative with the comedy side of things. So I was always the imitator. I was from a kid, I'd imitate people. I was a voice imitator. I'd make my parents laugh in the car. Most guys are funny, like more guys are more, I'm not trying to get sexist on, but to cancel me now. <laughs> you know, hashtag fucking cancel. Hey, hey, it's blood, it's an important thing, man. Being guys a funny, are funny guy, bro. especially for their partner yeah. or whatnot, it's, it's a very important part of our it attraction. Is. See, my missus didn't get my comedy when I started dating her, which kind of bothered me a little bit. She had, she had to kind of learn it. It took about a year, bro. It's like most people, it's not that acquired. Taste my comedy. It's like you could get it, you know. But I was dropping lines enough from the first date. We went to Subway, truly, on the first day. I didn't take a no boo. I'm a fucking idiot. You took it to Subway. Took it to Subway, bro. That's where normal people go when you want to have a long, sustaining relationship. Did you test it on what she ordered and whatnot? We're going to go to Subway and order 60 buck miso soup. Are you silly? No, it cost 12 bucks 80 for two with a fucking Pepsi Max. So I went to Subway and I was like, oh, I had a 12 inch. Chicken, whatever they had back in the day, you know. This is like 2006. And she goes, oh, I'll just get like a six-inch, the the chicken one too. And I was like, oh, you're not going to go 12-inch? She goes, I can't handle that. And I was like, you're going to have an issue then, right? <laughs> Straight up. Like, and she just looked at me and she goes, why? Why would I have an issue? I was like, oh, no reason. It's all good, you know. No, it's, it, it's just bombing straight from the start. And then I was like, fine, this is funny because she's super cute. Super sweet, but she's not getting my humor. And I'm like built to make people laugh mm. like that, you know, on the spot. And she wasn't getting it for a while. Now she's getting it, which is fucking thank God, bro, to be honest. Because there's nothing worse than a comedian with a with a bombing crowd. Dude, but the thing yeah. is that you are who you are on those fucking videos. Yeah. You roll up here, you're fucking Vlad. For the, yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> when no I'm with people, if I'm by myself, I'm quiet. For introspective, like Roald Dahl writing books and stuff, right? I'm not going to sit at home being a clown in the mirror. But as soon as I come into so society, there's nothing more that I like than 
riffing in the moment with people. It's the funnest shit to me. Mm-hmm. It's like a dog playing, you know. Mm. That's how I feel. Well, you're also taking the environment in. You're seeing what makes that person laugh. Yeah, you're that's right. Time. You're listening hard, bro. Hard. I'm watching. I've noticed that. Yeah. yeah, I'm watching and listening, yeah. Now, you said, you know, there was your missus not, you know, loving the jokes first up, bombing yeah. and whatnot. But you're landing online, yeah? Yeah, And this yeah. thing's starting to build momentum and whatnot. yeah. Now, my brother calls you and he's like, all right, Chich, let's do a show. Mm. Had you ever written a comedy set before mm. then? So this is all that bringing it out on the Line to Wog podcast for the first time ever. No, really, some in my podcast have heard it, but not everyone. So just before Paris met me, I was getting calls from real estate offices in Melbourne. My first office was in Barwon Heads. Have you heard of that place? Mm. Barwon yeah. Heads? Somewhere I had to get it to Avalon, I had to go. Mm-hmm. He emailed me or, or DM'd me, we want you to fly out and do an hour like f- sales meeting at our office, like to be a coach, pretend coach for an hour. And I was like, that sounds fun, I'll do that. And he goes, come for one hour, we'll pay you X amount, we'll fly you out for the morning, fly back the other. So I go to my boss at work, I'm going to take Tuesday off. And he goes, yeah, well, what are you doing? I'm going to Melbourne, doing this show, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I get called out. I, I, I do a PowerPoint pre- presentation for an hour for this, for this thing, the 10 rules of success, right? 10 strategies of success. Like number one was Audi. Number two was Tan Beyond Belief, I think. Number three was Shredded. Now number two was Shredded. And, and I went through all of these thingos and then I talked to the team. I was taking Q&A. When I walked into this room, first ever show, call it, people were cheering. What the fuck, Vlad's here. I'd only had a page for a year and I had 2,000 followers. So they were all agents. Mm. They were cheering. They was like, and I was like, what's going on? I rip into this presentation. This lasts for an hour. I go, wow, bro, that was exhilarating. I was nervous as it can be. Nerve sweating, the panic attacks on, in the Uber on the way there. What am I doing? Go, go back to work, like the whole thing, right? And then I, I just go, you got to do it, bro. So I walked in, did that show. Once I posted that, photo of me and this guy's team, I had about 15, 20 agencies hit me up. Marshall White down here did them. Um, you name the agencies in, in Melbourne, I've done them. Yeah. Like I've done all their big shows and stuff, 500 people. So in 2019, the tail end of 2019, I was coming down to Melbourne every week for about a month and a half, two months just doing these shows for just real estate agents, Brisbane, Canberra, uh, Sydney, Central Coast, Melbourne. Mm. And then Paris seen me in Melbourne once. Like he, he goes, I saw you down in Melbourne. Can I meet you? And I was like, yeah, what for? He goes, I'm a promoter. I want to put a show for you and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, cool, man. So we had a meeting and we chatted. And he goes, I really think people would want to see you on stage. And I was kind of thinking about doing something in Sydney at the same time, roughly thinking. It was like, again, kismet, like, Divine intervention. Where's kismet from? Is uh, it- it's a Turkish word, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it just basically means like, um, like a God's plan yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, a yeah. thing. Like it happened. Synchronicity. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's that's a word by Sting, I think. Sting had the synchronicity album. Yeah. Right. So look that up. Um, so he hit me up when I was thinking about it, which is interesting. And then I met him at a pub called the Lone Wolf Pub, which yeah, again yeah, I call myself chapel. the Lone Wolf. You do, don't yeah, you? Chat, you yeah, do. and he goes, meet me alone, Wolf. So that kind of happened. I was like, that's weird as well. And then I put on my Insta, should I do a show in Sydney, question mark, and all these people go, please. Look, you know, 100 people, please, please do a show. So me and Paris kind of <coughs> set up the Melbourne uh, shows at the Lithuanian Club. I put the Sydney show on sale, sold out in a week, put the Melbourne shows on sale, sold out in a day, put the second one on, sold out in a day. And then I thought to myself, this is really, really weird, bro. 300, 400 seaters sold out. I'm blown away. COVID hits, everything gets stalled. And then in October 2020, six months later after me and Paris had talked or eight months later, Sydney opened up and I did my Sydney show. This is before Melbourne. You guys are still locked down. I did that show. After that show, I quit. That was my first ever on-stage show. I got off stage, me and my missus were in a hotel in the city in Sydney and we're laying the next morning and she goes, I'm very proud of you, 400 people last night. 
I was like, I, I can't believe what just happened. I was so, so nervous. And she goes, how do you feel? I was like, I, I think I want to quit real estate. And she goes, why? And I was like, you know why, but I think I want to do it. And she goes, I support you. Mm -hmm. Do it. She goes, you don't enjoy what you do and you're grouchy and it fucks with your mood and stuff. Just do what, what, you're, what you want to do. And that was it. And then... Then when I came to Melbourne, when five shows sold out, I was like, bro, I'm going to go back to real estate, you know. I have to take this now mm. and rip in. Because mm. I could have easily let it fizzle out and listed a two-bedroom villa in Bexley, you know what I mean? And you just now you'll be watching Abby Chatfield talk about dildos on Uber Eats. You can still just disappear into the fog mm. very quickly, bro. So I just took it and ran with it, bro. Crazy, man. Truly. That's mm. amen. Congratulations. That's, Thanks, uh, brother. There's something about putting the bets on yourself and yeah. also like that that full belief after you've gotten that recognition that now you've got to give it all you got. But it's 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 you guys that that did it for me. Mm. Like always, I always say I had a band because the other four people in the band loved my music mm. so we stayed together. When we broke up, I loved my music alone. Like I was like, I love this alone. But it took me a long time to get a self-confidence. With comedy, I had no confidence to go into comedy before Vlad, even though I was writing jokes from like 2012, 2010. Oh, yeah, I wrote jokes for nearly a decade, but I never, never did it. And I always used to say, yeah, one day it would be cool to get on stage, man, mm. to do some comedy. I'd love that. You know, but I just didn't know how to write jokes. I knew how to write music. What kept me going was... The Vladiators. Mm, the Vladiators. Yeah. So yeah, you guys yeah. is why, why I quit my job. It's like the daily messages, the calls, the mm. pranks, the seeing me in the street, the feedback, like all of that has been the backbone. Obviously my missus as well, like big shout out to her because if she was a naysayer, she could buckle you. Mm. You know, then I'm fighting versus her to try to do something in the real world. That's not good, bro. Mm. You've got to have your partner's support. Through and through, you know. And there's something, you know, you were saying we're having a tea downstairs, English breakfast. Yeah, uh, yeah, be going all precise. English. <laughs> the, the acronym is gay, I'm gay, going all English. Oh, you're gay? Yeah, G-A-E, oh, but. Mate, this has been dropped on the Work Walks podcast. Congratulations. Yes. First time, people know I'm gay from 2020, like going all English, Hugh Grant, sipping tea, brown tea, like an old English woman. Fantastic. Yeah, so you know, you know the. People know I'm gay. Yeah. Not with a Y, though. Don't say that. My dad's <laughs> going to watch this. <laughs> My son's going to watch this one My day. Gonna watch this. He's going to get confused. There, yes. <laughs> but you were saying this, this as well, and this is what I really, when I was learning of you, and I, I always love to, mm. to reflect on what people are saying and see how it bounces off my mirror. And you were saying how you knew something was up when you would get to work and all you'd be thinking about is writing those jokes, doing that comedy, that when you were in that zone mm. of work, all you wanted to work on was the stuff that lit you up. And that yeah, was a, a a directive to, wait a minute, this is what I need to be working on. On the, on my podcast, This That Podcast, got to plug it, This That with my cousin Vlad, make sure you follow a five-star rating, This That. <clears throat> I call myself Vladis Doddle on, the, on mm. there because go down – philosophical rabbit holes, truly, because I always look back at myself. I'm not perfect. I'm fucked up. Probably got ADHD. I've got some acronym somewhere, like, I don't know, ODD, OCD, OCD, ADHD, ODB as old dirty bastard from Wu-Tang Clan. I've got a bit of him in me. Like, I've got all the catastrophic traits for sure. But it's like I would always look back and think to myself, why on Monday when you throw the suit on, you'll get to work, and as soon as you get to work, you go, <laughs> I don't want to be here. Mm. I want to, and I would just, my diary's there, my work diary. I'd make two or three calls to vendors or whatever. And then I'll just start writing music, lyrics, or comedy straight away, like within maybe at 9.30, get there at 8.30. By 9.30, I'm, I'm there. By 11 o'clock, I'm in my studio because my studio's in the local area. I'd be in my studio. There's guitars there. There's recording equipment. There wasn't like podcasting stuff, but I would go into that thing. Some days I'd be so stressed, I would have a rakia, like alcohol. I'd have a couple of bottles of booze there, whatever, whiskey or rakia, midday. Like I'd just crunch a, a nip of that and I'd write. I'd write either skits or I'd write, this was a little bit pre-skit, so I'd write music, lyrics, whatever. Then when Vlad happened, I would leave and write Vlad stuff. So the moment... 
I had that portal of like, hey, I can connect with an audience. I'm going to come up with creative shit. I'll be in my office making a few calls. Boom, I'm going to do that Cavoodle video. And I'll get out in my car and I'll go for an hour, you know. And this kind of fucks with your career as well, bro, mm. because you're neither here nor there. Mm. So I'm half-assed in the real estate game. I'm half-assed in the Vlad world. I'm giving enough for people, a couple hundred people to follow me and give a little bit of hype. But I'm not giving as much as I, I can, neither to the real estate. And that's the disservice you do to yourself and your clients. So at nighttime when you get home, you're like laying back and you're confused. It's like having a missus and cheating. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You're thinking that? Yeah, yeah. So I've got a mate that's currently in that circumstance. I'm not going to say his name, right? Mm. I'm not going to say his name because I'm not no snitch. But this bloke has got a missus, got one on the side. He's the most stressed he's ever been mm. in my life. I'm like, bro, make a decision. you got to run with one or the other. Mm. He's justifying them both. I know which one he wants. I'm like, you got to cut that cord. Otherwise, you're, you're buckling all three of you. Mm. You know, first he shouldn't have done it. In my world, I told him that he got angry at me. I was like, you guys, why are you judging me? I go, bro, because one right's right. You know, yeah, absolutely. what I say. And, and he's like, that's how I felt. Like I go home and I'll be like, I didn't put my all into work. I gave maybe 70%. Then they're giving fucking 30% or whatever to your creativity. You're a half a, it's, there's a there's a book I called I read called Turning Pro in 2016. It blew my mind. Don't be a dilettante. A dilettante is a French word that means a person that engages in a career or a vocation half-assed. Mm. You're not here nor there, you're not pro at it. Mm. And every time I read that word dilettante, boom, stab in my gut. I knew I was that. And that used to make me like go, oh. You're not good at real estate, you're not good at music. Fuck, man, this something's got to change, you know. So when it came to like meeting with Paris and doing these shows, that word dilettante just stayed at the forefront of my mind. I was like, nah, bro, you got to go pro. You got to go, no matter what it is, whether you make 20 grand a year or you make 2 mil a year, you got to go pro because no one gives a shit about, and if I, if I finish Vlad, I'll, I'll go, I'll finish Vlad, I'll close it. And I'll go into my next chapter full on as well, whatever it is. I might become a builder, build these units over here. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's going to be cat boots, a fucking moustache, a hard hat. That's it. I'm mm -hmm. not going part-time at the pub down here to make you laugh. It's, that's the way I've looked at my life after kids. Mm. I've just got to go one way, man. Mm. And, and that dilettante thing was, was one of the words that made me just think, don't fool yourself, bro, anymore. Like you're not 20. You can't be fooling yourself. Yeah, like you that. can't be wasting that time. But as you said, it's causing that pain. It's the double watermelon, like your pup it says. It is, bro. And you're wasting your time. You're off balance. You're not doing anything great. Nothing great. And no one trusts you in either world. Mm. They don't think you're funny enough or they don't like your music enough. They go, this guy's an agent on a Tuesday morning at a sales meeting, nodding with a double shot arm and latte, <laughs> going, yes, yes, yes. And then at nighttime, he's trying to sing like Jimi Hendrix. We don't trust you. Mm. You feel me? Yeah, you head somewhere else, man. Even you can now, feel, bro, you can they're going to sell out the Palais Theatre if they see me got a for sale sign down the road. Mm. Fuck that guy. I'm not going to go and watch him. Yeah, man. It's fucked. It's like where your attention goes, your energy flows. And if yeah, it's going in sure. two directions, man, you're not going anywhere, bro. If that fork in the road, that indecision is the decision. That's right. And there's nothing worse. And I'm an indecisive bloke. I was in the catastrophe years. That's what this show is called, catastrophe. But it's, a, it's truly... It's just a mindset. Mm. It's a mindset. Immaculate agency is a mindset. So it's like everyone's got room to improve, bro. But I used to just, I'd be more set on in that world. And it's who you hang with, what you listen to, habits, all of that shit, bro. But like <clears throat> sitting in that place where you're neither here nor there, it's, it's truly, my wife is in, in medicine, right? That's what she does. She has been in medicine since the first day of May in 2006. She doesn't think I might be a florist, come here and tr trim down the avatar trees here. I'm going to be constantly <laughs> in, in medicine. Like she yeah. doesn't all she does is study it. Like she's at home, she's on websites for extracurricular courses about asthma, psoriasis. She's she's wants to get better in her world. Mm, yeah. You know, her craft. Her craft. There's this um, 
a dear friend of mine read his grandfather's poem that he wrote him when he was like 16, just getting to that adulthood. And it said, son, you can be anything, but if you try to be everything, you'll be nothing. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it sounds like what you're saying. For ourselves, mate, yeah. It's really, really hard, especially when you, when you think that you have a gift. You think, right? Because mm. there's two sides of the coin, right? Mm. There is, you don't have, <laughs> there's people that are spiritual. There's people that are like, call them realists, right? Super atheistic, they're science-based. Once my cousin was 16 years old, smart-ass little bloke, bro, but really, really bright. He goes to me, everything can be explained reasonably. Everything can be explained reasonably. Like, it's true, retrospectively, mm. I just explained everything that happened and how we got here, right? No one can explain shit going forward. You can't do it unless you're God, right? And they don't believe in that. They believe in chance, mm. right? So it's like, oh, the way that the cab came across the road, the wind coming from the south, this happened. This They explain it always retrospectively. You don't have to be too bright to explain things retrospectively, obviously. We can all count back. Yeah, retrospect is 2020, as they say. Yeah, the Captain Hindsight on South Park, there was a character mm -hmm. where he used to fly in and the building's burning. He's gone, someone should have turned the gas off. Mm. He goes, thanks, Captain Hindsight. It's, we all know that shit. But it's like when you're, when you're like in real time, you don't know what the future holds and you don't know which way to go. So it's like... It's very tough, bro, to to roll the dice on your what you think you're gifted with or a talent or whatever like that. It's tough. And people that do, better to be that way than to not. Mm -hmm. Because you'll learn quicker. So if you if I if I had quit, let's say in 2007, I was a young guy, very young, not gonna know the age. Get into <laughs> not gonna go to the age, bro. <laughs> I'm like fucking. I'm like bro. Elton John over here. Bro. You've got the keys, yeah. mate. Just <laughs> so it was like, if I just, I just said, no, nah, I'm not getting into real estate. Mm. I'm just going to music, right? Just music, and I full went music style, right? Just doing music. I could have done music for like three years as hard as anything, and seen the reality of it, and disliked it, and then just gone, I'm going to real estate, and then I would have been better at real estate. And I would have been ensconced in real estate because I would have seen the teeth of music, the industry, and hated it mm. and gone, I don't want to go back there. Like right now, I don't want to go back there. I like writing music for myself. I'm going to put them up on Spotify, all that shit. Don't give a shit whether 100 people or a million people listen to it. I don't care anymore because I'm doing something that connects me to people anyway. So that to me, it's not even important. But back, so in the end, all I wanted was just to connect with people. Right? So that's the real truth mm. of it. That's mm. all I really wanted. Mm. Whether it be if I owned a peanut butter shop down the road and fucking people loved it, I'd feel like I'm contributing. Vlad's making me know that I'm contributing. The music is what I thought the portal was going to be. But the point is because I didn't go full on in, I'm dipping my toes in everywhere and I had to take the long painful route through like a bit of it and then you, you're, you're stuck in limbo. You're stuck in limbo mm. is what I'm saying. You're better, you're better off just fucking plunge into that world until you're almost drowning and then grab the fucking ropes. Mm. That, otherwise you, you, you end up making it. That's the other way. Mm. You jump in and you fucking make it and then you go, shit, I made it. If you didn't make it, you go, I don't want to go back there. I hate it. Yeah. Either way, you've got fucking closure. Closure, man. That, that, that's what I was yeah. thinking when you were talking. It's. There's, oh, man, the, the pain of always wondering what would it be like to go fully in rather than going all the way in, drowning, getting Bit out, off. and then going, cool, at least I know yeah. that that wasn't going to work. I've turned that stone. But yeah. always just peeking under and not fully trusting yourself or at least, it's what as you is. said, rolling the dice yeah. and making the mistakes. And then the weirdest thing, though, bro, you know, talk about Captain Hindsight. You you did, in my mind, you went all in on music. You went hard, bro. To even mm. take six months mm. off of the year for, for how I see yeah. my life, I haven't put that fucking effort in. Yeah, yeah. And to really, like, go for it and came to a point where you agreed with yourself and you understood mm. the value was your partner and the family you wanted to create. 
And in the weirdest fucking way, you let go and, as you say, like divine intervention, synchronicity, yeah. you then go and become a fucking comedian. Mm. And the reason why you take off is because you speak a language of a certain demographic real mm. estate agents and mm. every motherfucker like me, Wogs especially, yeah, yeah. who know their cousin Vlad who is a real estate agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because of that wit, because of that creativity, you now get to string all of these threads in to now be what you are now making Ed Sheeran fucking songs with that talent set. <laughs> it's weird. When you when you put it like that, it's like it's it's so unreal, man. It really, really is. It's awesome. I would I honestly thought like having a little bit of fame would corrupt me. I tr truly I thought, how would I deal with it? <clears throat> My mind thought that. My soul always thought you handle it. Like I always knew it. But not 2010, Vlad. That mm. 2010 Vlad was a, I don't think he would have handled it. Smug. Didn't have self-control, just just a fucking idiot, more of an idiot. But now, like you got structure, you're a father, you're older, not gonna know the age, all of that stuff. You can handle. It's not like I'm fucking that popular, but it's like there is a lot of people reaching out to me. There's a lot of people that we stop and talk to me on the street, which is awesome, especially if I'm dressed up. But it, to me, it's just all it does is just makes me feel. Bro, you've done you. It's you found a path, rather. That's mm. what that's what I, for lack of better words, you found something that you can do. Mm. I must have felt maybe my whole life, bro, that I just like the black sheep, just didn't know where you'd fit in, you know. Because I get to a regular real estate office, I'm not that guy, you know. I don't look like that and walk or talk like that. So it'd be, it was weird. Where I got mates in real estate. They got the Aaron Williams on. He's got the Beamer. He's got the haircut. He loves the gear. He loves the the show. I didn't, I never used to like it. So I was like, I always want to be myself, but it didn't really fit in that world. Mm. So it's it's just funny. It must have just eaten at me like, fuck, bro, when are you going to find something where you can just be yourself and people will dig it? And that's what yeah. happened, bro. You were just yeah. being yourself in the car that day. Yeah. And they dug you for you, not because of anything else. And then you just kept meeting them with what they wanted, which was just Vlad. Just Vlad, yeah. And this is what I always tell people when they go, man, you got the gift of the gab, man. You are just able to string words together in a way that just makes sense, has impact, and also makes me think about who I want to be, mm. especially within the work that I'm doing. And I sit there and I go, did I always have that? And I think about my brothers who are all salespeople, my yeah. dad who always asked for the extra toy at the Hungry Jacks. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mum, who is just a special woman all around, and then me going through life and acquiring all these skills but not realising I'm acquiring all these skills. Yeah. And for me, man, I'm just thinking like, fuck, man, isn't it about going cool? Maybe I'm not happy where I'm at, but what am I already doing that I'm not giving myself acknowledgement for what I'm already fucking doing? Mm. And where can that fit? Because you already said throughout this whole story, you already had it, bro. You were already Vlad, bro. For sure. You've always been Vlad, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, you've always been it. The difference yeah. is you just recorded it one day, people yeah. go, fuck, that's it. <laughs> That's and that's the thing, yeah. It's like you've got whatever you're gonna contribute to the world. You've already got it. You don't have to like, unless it's a skill set like a pilot or whatever. Even there, you've got the tools in your brain to be the pilot. You know, you've just got to find that path. Mm. And and that's the thing. Because I'm scattered, because of the acronyms, whatever I am, it's hard to find a way. And and I swear, like a lot of creative people. That are art like I wouldn't say I'm artistic as you haven't got like the mud flap going and live in a fucking treehouse, but I've got some creativity. <laughs> yeah. How long were you waiting to say that? Yeah, no, <laughs> so you've got a retro jacket on and stuff. Like <laughs> that's 2010, Vlad, right there. 2010. Yeah. I love that. And um, it is difficult, bro, because you you don't you there's so many paths, so many paths, man. But if you're really like take time to meditate it and get some stillness, you'll go, what's like really naturally comes to you? Mm. You know, what comes to you effortlessly? There's a book that I read by Brian Tracy. I only read the first chapter because I don't have, I've got the acronyms, I can't get through the whole book. But the first chapter was enough. And he was like, that you can't do the easiest job because you'll get bored of it, right? If something's too easy for you. So mm. for you, it's like, Sometimes doctors find doctors work too easy for them, so they specialise. So you can't do that. 
You can't do the hardest job because it's going to wear your body down. Like you won't be able to sustain it. But you got to do the job that comes easiest to you. That's and that sustains you. Kobe Bryant. I was reading his book. He he worked hard, but it's effortless. Mm. Getting up and fucking having the protein shakes and dunking balls and shooting two thousand baskets. He, he's not uh, angry through that. No. If he's angry, it's because he wants to get better. He's like that's that's the thing that when I read all these people, I'm like, fuck, man. Like when I, if someone said to me in real estate, here's a hundred pamphlets. Go and door knock Turak, please. We need to find a listing, bro. It is like the worst thing you can say to me. That is the worst thing. Mm. If someone said to me, bro, I need 10 jokes about BMWs by the end of the day, just one-minute bits, and I'll give you the same amount that I'll give you for the guy that found, finds a listing. It's like this is joy. I'm excited. Mm. Fucking want to open up that book. I'll get that pen, I'll write number one, and I'll start. And I'm like, fuck, BMW, what can we start with, bro? Like the Masso's love it because the Balkan Motor Works. Boom, straight in with that, you know? And we can start writing about that. I start writing about, I'll just get into a zone with it because mm. that's effortless to me. Words, like stitching things together and all that, that's all effortless. But if you told me, oh, man, go out there and list and door knock these units over here and oh my god bro it's the worst thing you can say to me mm, that's mm. where you know that's not your place and it's it's crazy because you're putting you're doing an effort fully though you're not half assing that no okay, it's effortless in the sense that you don't have to ask yourself would you want to do that yeah but when you're doing it you're putting an effort full amount in there you're you still are, sweating yeah. on it you know you're still pushing yeah it's you know, still, this, this yeah. Whole, as you said man you're posting all the time but as you said, there's a natural inclination. There's not the block of fuck that. There's, oh, what can I do with that? Yeah. The last couple of months, man, it's been tough for me in, in the sense that I've I've had to worry about ticket sales, promotion. Like I'm in the dark. I'm just going through this by myself. I'm going to learn, right? The next tour I might work again with people. Like I've worked with Paris on one tour, work with another person on another tour. I learned so much on both of them, you know. And this time I was like, I've got time this year. I'm not working real estate. I know these venues. I'm going to do it myself and learn something. What I learned, I fucking hate that part of it. I'm never going to do it again. Yeah. I'm 100% going with someone next time again. Mm. I was like, I have on a Wollongong show, bro, 27 emails from this lady back and forth. Back and forth. Shout out to IPAC Techs very much. I'm coming down. We're going to sell it out. But I don't want to deal with this bullshit. Mm. I'd rather pay someone 20 grand at the end of the year. Just do it. Yeah. I don't fuck, man. The emails. Oh, the, it's 2000 by 740 pixels. You gave me 2000 by 780. Now I'm, I'm on Canva? <laughs> <laughs> Shrinking it by fucking 2%. <laughs> This is a, so I hate all of that shit. Yeah, man. You know, so it's like when I work with Paris and stuff, he's like, he'd do all of that. The, my, and I'm just hanging out, playing golf mm. and thinking about bits. But now I'm doing all the tedious shit. So it's a valuable lesson, bro. Mm. I'm not doing that again. And there's the lesson of like, how do you remove the hurdles, man? Maybe the reason why I'm not doing the thing I want to be doing is because there's some hurdles in place. But if I offload that and pay the money, mm. then I'm going to be able to do the thing, not just that I want to do, but that I'm good at. And then all my energy can go into not, not being wasted on these other things that are yeah. going on. But as you said, when you That's start. That's another watermelon, man. My old man told me once, he goes, my old man goes, he's a businessman. He goes, I don't mow the lawn. I used to when I was your age and mm. I was stupid. I would mow the lawn on my day off on Thursday. He goes, now I don't mow the lawn. I go to work on a Thursday. Someone else mows it. He goes, I don't paint the house. Someone else paints it. I go, why? He goes, because I suck at both of them. Mm. I don't have a good lawnmower and I'm fucking shit with my hands. So he goes, if I did all of this, it's horrible. He goes, I just focus on my work and I have surplus money for that. So, And he's good at what he does. Mm. My mate also said that to me. He goes, you know, what's, where do you save more money, the barista coffee or the one you get at the 7-Eleven? I was like, the one you get at 7-Eleven? He goes, no, because you wait in line at the 7-Eleven for fucking yeah. five, ten minutes. How much are you worth an hour? And he mm. kind of broke it down into me and all these sort of things like, fuck, man, why am I thinking about how much does it cost and how much can I save or yeah. how much can I make and how much can I save for what I make? That's what you want to do. You want to yeah, look at what you can put in, not what you can take out. It's like that penny, what do they say? It's not what your country can give you, it's what you can give your country.
Yeah. He said, that Abraham Lincoln or something? <laughs> I don't fucking know, but it was good. Yeah, it, that's what he said, you know. Now, thank you for taking me behind the curtain of Vlad, your story, where yeah. you, how you've always been, uh, your journeys, your failed attempts at being you, and yeah, then yeah, how that one fucking video and that reception from not just your community but the community, yeah, made you go back on that creative path. Yeah, yeah. What is this whole fucking journey taught you thus far up to date? It's a spiritual journey for me. It really is, bro. So it's like I learned that you can't control the outcome, which is what you always try to do with music. So I learned, well, fuck, when I took my hands off the steering wheel, it got me in the right lane, right? It got me to the where I was supposed to be, um, which was good. Taking it, it also taught me to take – Take a leap into into the unknown a little bit, man, and and go with the feedback you're getting. Like harness the feedback you're getting. In the end, it's all people. Mm. You're not on the planet alone. So you've got to listen to not the naysayers and the, the heads, but to people that have got your best interests at heart. But again, bro, I'm I'm really am like the type of guy that doesn't feel that I'm in control of it. Mm. I don't, man. Like I, I just feel that I'm like on a boat. I know where I'm going. I take the turns, but I'm in a massive ocean, bro. Mm. And that that's like God's work. It's it's you, hmm. People give themselves way too much credit. Hmm. There's no way I could have come up with this plan in 2012. Like if you said to nah. me, 2018, you started instead. I had Instagram in 2012. Like you, you're going to do bits and it, it's all like – God's work. All of it is. Mm-hmm. It truly is. And I don't care whether people believe in, in a plan or a tortoise or God or, you know, a builder. In the end, it, it doesn't really matter. You've got no control in it. Mm. You've got no control in it. So I just started to harness that, that more that flow. And when I go with the flow more, better things happen, mm. really, because I don't fucking know what's best for me, man. Yeah, and even as you said, like not outcome focused, but income focused. What's coming in? What is your reflections? What is everyone telling you? What is the world showing you? And then how do I move with that? It's Rather important. than going, I want it to be that, and then missing all these fucking signals from the universe yeah, telling you which ego. way to go. Yeah, that's all ego. And that and that's that's all it is, you know. I still got ego, bro. Like I'm a fucking human being. It's we all have ego. Mm. But when you think you know what's best for you, or you think you know who's best for you. Um, sometimes can bite in the ass, man, because you're not very wise mm. like that. That wisdom, that wisdom is like you you get paid wisdom by being hurt mm. a lot. You know, yeah, pain is a fucking teacher, bro. Yeah, man, and, it, yeah. and if you're smart enough, you you learn wisdom from pain. Mm. Some people they build like scales on themselves from that, but if you're smart enough, you get that wisdom out of it, bro, and you can, and then that can guide you a little bit more. Hmm. Yeah, I remember this one teacher said that uh, a memory uh, without emotion attached to it is wisdom. Hmm. Therefore, it's not directing you in any way. You're actually able to see it clearly, not be attached to the pain that's around it. That's good. Yeah, well, there's some memories of mine that are still got light emotions attached to it from that past time. I was listening to... Wayne Dyer today, I don't know if you know him, Wayne Dyer, another spiritual leader, but he's passed away now. And I was like, listen to him walking today. And I was like, and he said, he said something about his dad was like, a, he abandoned the family, four kids or five kids, abandoned the family. And when he died, he went to his grave. He goes to him, I forgive you. After he died, he hadn't seen him. And he goes, all that anger that I had, I left, I let it go on that day. I just go, I forgive you, I forgive you, all my bad ill will towards you. And he goes, after that, I wrote a book. I had kids. My career took off because he goes, I did. I wasn't holding on to like that kind of bitterness or whatever it mm. was, you know. So, yeah, it's true. Like wisdom is without that emotion. But, fuck, sometimes it takes a while, bro, to get to sort things out in your head. You know, this, bro, it's easier to say it than to do it sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But it's a deep podcast, bro. <laughs> we got there, yeah, bro. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I want to keep it chill. Hey, put down to the Palais Theatre if you want to get a little bit more. <laughs> nah, well, that, that's what I wanted to get to next, man, because yeah. yeah, you've been really generous with your time. But, man, I'm sure anyone listening, especially me, like, what's next for Vlad? How do we get, yeah, get yeah. to this show? What is the show? Whatever you want to plug in this moment, please yeah, do right. it. Sweet. So the show's on Friday, October the 13th. I picked a lucky day because I don't believe in that bullshit. Um, I do actually... 
actually got a bit worried because when I turned up to the Palais Theatre, I don't, I didn't know that it was the size of the entire St Kilda. That was for sure. Firstly, I thought it was a smaller venue. So fucking buy tickets, mycousinvlad.com right now. Because if I find out there's less than capacity, bro, I'm not turning up that night. I'll just put cancelled on there, go back to the Athenaeum Theatre. But um, it's a big, it's a totally new show. It's called Catastrophe. It's about the current times we live in. Um, it's about social media. It's about relationships, marriage, OnlyFans, Sydney Renaults, lips, hips and tits. It's about heads, wogs, Aussies. It's it's everything that's catastrophic but also the other side of the coin as well, obviously. A little bit of philosophy in there. The songs, I'm doing live songs. I've got a live projector with, with a movie and stuff like that. So it's more of a production than a, just a regular stand-up show. You came to my first one. I didn't have mm. songs or whatever but that. That had a few pictures. This has got more moving stuff. It's got a uh, like a stage plot or whatever. So it's, there's a few things um, that is going to be much bigger in this production. So and that's what it is. And it's based on over the last three or four years what I've been writing, man. Like it's a lot. I've got like a lot of material, and I'm just trying to flesh it down to like a cohesive maybe hour and fifteen. And it's it's just going to be like. Basically, a story leap from one thing to the next, um, but there's a lot of stuff that mm. I feel is is going to be very strong on the night, man, for sure. That I've been writing over the last couple of years. I'll definitely uh, put you'll every, be there for sure. Hundred percent, I'll be there. Yeah. But I'll put everything in the show notes. I'll put uh, the show, yes, uh, your, your your podcast. Uh, of course, my cousin Vlad. If you're not doing already, please follow that on yeah, Instagram. If you that. want the lols, man. Um, and the my, tickets are on mycousinvlad.com. That's where that. Yeah, I'll put that there as well. Yeah, okay, my Beautiful. man. Dude, thanks for surfing. <laughs> thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming to this place. Thanks, brother. I know the glasses had to stay on, but Dude. I really felt like in this conversation, uh, we were able to peek behind the glasses and see that, yeah, everything that you've done in your life and all the different phases that has allowed to be who you are today, given what you are to yeah. the community, man, and I appreciate it. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, bro. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks to the the wise wogs. I uh, know, sorry. Woke wogs, man. Woke wogs, sorry. Well, 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 well. Would you look at that? You made it to the end of this Wogcast. It must mean you enjoyed yourself. And if you want to support myself in this new venture, please like, subscribe and share it on your social channels. Thank you for all the help and support. Of course, I'll see you here next time on Wogcast.